Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, Salut, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Welcome to the Hillsong Creative Micropod. Well, hello and welcome to the Hillsong Creative Micropod. I'm so glad that you join us again for another episode. Uh, this is Rich Langton, your host. And uh, as always, we, we explore the, I guess, the cross-section of creativity and faith. And that's kind of what we do every time we, we gather. And today I thought well, it would be really great to talk about, I guess, our creativity and really in the COVID kind of season and in this in this year that we're having with all of these um, social unrest and all the, all the issues of 2020, um, be really interesting to talk about whether our creativity and within that really if beauty even matters, you know, why bother? Um, given the big issues of the world, does it even matter that we are creatives and that we have creativity? I know immediately some of you will be like, yes, it does. And others will be like, I don't even know anymore <laughs> what my life is or what, what's going on. Um, and so from that perspective, I thought, well, let's explore that a little bit for a few minutes and maybe we can find some encouragement together in the, in the Word of God and, and in uh, journeying this thing together. So from that perspective, I've got Chris Matika with me today. Hey, Chris. Hello, Rich. <laughs> now, Chris is, um, for those of you listening, Chris is a set designer and creative producer on our team. And if you've ever been to one of our conferences or you've been to our church, you will have seen her set designs or her work on the platform. Um, she creates these these amazing um, sort of uh, I guess she would say, I think you would say, Chris, um, you set the table for us um, to, to enter into the presence of God and you really create a beautiful environment for us to do that. But the reason for those of you listening at home that I thought Chris would be great is because she has a really uh, a really amazing perspective on, on beauty and on our creativity that I think will be encouraging. Um, before we get to that, though, Chris, this year, what has it been for you? What has it looked like, 2020? Um, it's looked so different to what I'm used to. Um, I usually get the opportunity to work on conferences, as you said. So it's usually like a three to six month trajectory to building this creative idea, which I love that there's time to really ponder and think about it all. And mm. this season's looked like kind of just every day having to show up <laughs> and be ready yeah. for what might be required because it's We've made a lot of plans and they change all the time. And so I think the biggest thing in this season is just learning to be flexible. Mm. And um, yeah, so it's been different, but I've learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. So to give some more context to that, like your, your normal job would be uh, our big conferences would be the Colour Conference, our Women's Conference would be Hillsong Conference, even the Worship and Creative Conference, we've worked together on on the platforms on that and and on creating for that. And then this year, we've, we actually postponed all of those this year. And so your, yep. the three kind of major aspects of your role uh, evaporated overnight. Um, yeah. Did you find that, um, that that was unsettling to start with? Yeah, it was because, um, you know, you have great plans and you're trying to be innovative. And I think always even we're trying to like, we want to get ahead. So there's always this pressure. If we can just start a little bit earlier, we can bring more ease to the team. And so I guess at the beginning of COVID, I mean, 
when we went into lockdown for two weeks, I remember like my flatmates are like, Chris, you've got to prepare. This is going to be longer than two weeks. And I was like, no, like two weeks <laughs> and we'll be out of it. Right. So I think it started with um, imagining, oh, this is an opportunity to get ahead. And then actually up not it, only a few weeks in realizing I actually need to live in the moment and pay attention to what's required now. So that looked like kind of jumping into the online church team and moving from auditoriums to studios and going, how can we create a set that feels like home? And um, just rethinking how we approach beauty in a season where the world isn't actually so beautiful. Yeah. So from that perspective, before before COVID and this year, what was your perspective on creativity on, and particularly on beauty? Yeah, I think like um, from when I've started, I know Cass would always mention this. And anytime at team nights when Pastor Bobby got to speak about why we make things beautiful, it was always to pull people back to welcome home. That we'd, like you said, set the table for conferences. Really that um, it would be a place from when they walk in the room, it softens hearts. Mm. And then it goes, we've actually thought of you. You're worthy of our best effort and excellence. And then again, to just have that bit of wow factor that for the person who's come in every Sunday, the space changes and they go, I'm here to expect something different. Mm -hmm. And the beauty and the creativity is just the thing through which God can speak to them. It's never the thing. I think that's right. been a big lesson I've learned in this season is that maybe what I thought beauty meant wasn't. And I think I've always challenged myself to keep the core pure, but this really shone areas where I maybe got too, too caught up on the beauty and not why we yeah. do it. Right. Because it's so easy. We, I've, I spoke um, with Chelsea Henwood about leading from the lounge room and uh, that was her revolution, re revolution, revelation from this yeah. season was that like she's not leading people um, in worship on the platform, but but it actually starts from the lounge room, from from leading yourself um, at home in front of the TV, um, and so that that thing of instead of uh, life being about what we're doing, it's more about who we're becoming, um, and it seems yeah, like in this so yeah it seems like in this season you've had a similar sort of revelation of the of the beauty of things that that it's not yeah. the thing but it's maybe there's something deeper than than that like there's i guess we would i don't want to put words in your mouth but but it would be more about um the beauty of of god or of of the creator himself rather than a, of our yes. creations what would you say to that yeah i think a hundred percent and um even just being reminded like the beauty of relationship and right with Christ and with people and how, because um, I guess I've just been watching the world and, you know, like part way through COVID, I thought, should I just quit and like go work on the front lines with some humanitarian thing? Because there felt, I didn't know if creating something beautiful was helpful, but as I've watched things unfold, whether they're church-based or not even, like you think of London and all the rainbows that they put in windows or like, there's something that when we can express our hurt or despair or even hope in a creative way, it actually, it brings this hope out in us. Mm. Um, and so in the last few months, I've actually just felt to dive deeper into beauty because I think there's something that will help us all through this. Yeah. Is that why you would say that beauty and, and 
for those who don't, in a sense, create beauty, but they're creatives. Yeah. Is that why you say it, you would think it matters even now? Because even in the worst, it somehow creates hope in people? Yeah, I do. Like, I guess um, I've gone from setting stages to just going, okay, who can I invite over for dinner? And actually, like, having those one-on-one or like 10 people around the table conversations where it's actually going, okay, well, I can buy some flowers for this or I can, I'm not a great baker at all, but I'll attempt to bake (laughs) something, you know, like just finding creative ways that um, soften hearts. Cause I think I found like, if I walk into a place and it feels cold and, you know, you can't really see, I tend to just go like, I want to leave now. You don't feel comfortable, but when you walk into a place that feels safe, you actually tend to open your heart and talk about, have those conversations that you wouldn't have. So I, what I guess the beauty is, is like, we can all do that. It's not yeah. like my turn to create something. It's we actually all get an opportunity in our homes on a Sunday and even during the week to go, how can we show beauty and kindness to the people around us? Yeah. And that that for sure takes creativity, right? As in um to be thinking like that, it, it means that you have your imagination has to be going because often, you know, dinner dinner or inviting people around could just feel like it's just having dinner or it yeah. could be actually setting the table for what God might want to do in that time. And I think that's an adventure. Yeah. yeah. Um I've heard you talk about um uh, I didn't. I don't know this um, architect, but but Raúl Pantelio, Pantelio, <laughs> who who said something like um, uh, something about uh, the design of hospitals in war zones. I know that 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 to me is really interesting. That you'd want to create beauty in war zones, but but what's tell us about that? Tell us about your thinking. Yeah, about that. so I think even through this, I started researching. I'm like, because history can tell us like you know, during war, did did beauty and creativity stop or all those things? But I just stumbled upon, I guess, a couple people, architects. Mm. Um, One who actually, he creates um, refugee camp environments. And he just talks about like beauty as a basic human need. And I can't remember his exact name, but um, this Raul Pentello, he designed, was designing hospitals in war zones, and he just said that um, in all his design, beauty actually mattered, which, again, you would go, should that be a priority in a war zone? But he goes, actually, right. it becomes the first sort of message that you give the patient that you consider them as equal. Mm-hmm. And I just go, like, man, the church is like the hospital for our soul. I know, like, when I walk into church, so many things that I'm carrying um, through worship and the word have helped transform hurt and you know, healed me. And so I go, if if someone can think of that outside the church, what more can the church do to bring beauty and go, actually, we do care about you. We've thought of you. And so it's really challenged me to um, just go, it actually matters for all of us. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is, uh, for me, translating what you're saying into, I guess, my world, I'm not creating stages. I'm not creating things for people to look at. But, but I know in my own life, I have the opportunity of sort of creating a beautiful environment for people, even just a smile or a welcome or, uh, you know, engaging with people. I've been noticing that in this season, people are much more open to uh, to 
other people because there's such you know yeah. distance between us and or you know we're all we've got this shared sort of common experience and so I'm not the most sort of like loudest person in the room <laughs> but I've been trying to go out of my way to just acknowledge people that I'm meeting and I'm, I find I guess in a way that's that's creating a, a beautiful environment and a, a welcoming environment in my own life and I see yeah. people respond to that um, yeah. So I think it can apply, like you, like you're saying, to our physical, actual, creative acts. You know, our creative works that we do, or just the lives that we're living and the way we're interacting yeah. with people. Yeah, um, I was thinking about, um, you know, in Psalm 27, it says, "I'm asking God one thing only: to live with Him in His house my whole life. I'll contemplate His beauty and I'll study at His feet." And I guess I've been contemplating on that as well because. It's the beauty of Christ and his kindness and his love. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. We we as people can radiate his beauty. It's not necessarily in a thing. It's, right. you know, through us that they'll see his beauty. Yeah, and I guess that's uh, exactly what's what's being said where um, when you create a, um, a place for a refugee that is beautiful, it, show, it, it values them like you would value yourself. And I think that's the same yeah. when, we, when we acknowledge people, when we are kind to people, when we treat them as equals. Um, it says more than maybe we think it does sometimes. Yeah, so challenging, yeah. hey? <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, all right, one last question. We'll wrap it up. But if you had to, um, you know, I guess give something, some practical uh something really take a takeaway for the people listening around creating beauty in their lives, in their, in their creativity, what would it be? Ooh, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, okay. I'm reading this. I've have this little book. Um, it's almost made out of newspaper pages and it's called artist therapy. And it kind of takes um, like a lot of old paintings and then they kind of write about it. So there's this one painting called A Bowl of Strawberries on a Stone Plinth, which was like in the 17th century created um, by Adrian Couture, and I probably killed his name. <laughs> but anyway, this commentary talks about, um, I'll just quote it, because he says, in theory, we already think strawberries are nice, but the artist has made a monument to them. He wants to resensitize us to their extraordinary beauty. He reminds us that we love an aspect of the world more than we thought and that there are things we took for granted. The artist knows something about us, how familiarity dulls our appreciation of what is on offer. By inviting us to concentrate just for a minute or two, he can refresh our curiosity and engagement with life. And so I guess if I break that down, it's like just pick one thing to kind of ponder at and find beauty in. Like the beginning of COVID, I have a rose garden, maybe a kilometer down my road. And I just purposely chose to walk there every day and literally smell the roses. Mm. And it was a small thing, but it just reminded me like in the chaos, there's beauty. So I've been trying now to just sit on my patio for 10 minutes each morning, just like read my devotion and just smell the air. Mm. So I find beauty in that. So maybe practically even just starting with like taking a moment or two to just purposely find beauty in nature mm. or around you or be great, like, just think of the people that you see every day and ponder about one beautiful thing that you could do for them, whether it's a smile or a text, I don't know, but just one little thing. I think if you just pause and take a moment, you'll see beauty wherever you are. 
Yeah, I love that. I think that's a really awesome encouragement because reality is when we when we're creating beauty, but when we're seeing it and we're reminded of it, what we're actually seeing is God's glory in action, right? Yes, a hundred percent. It's always through it, not in it, that we yeah. find Christ. Uh huh. So, to the listening uh, today, I would just want to thank you for listening. I want to. Uh, well, my prayer is that you're encouraged by our conversation and that today you might even take Chris's advice, maybe just take a few minutes to pause, to breathe deeply of God's glory because it is there. And I know that in this year um, it's so easy to get caught up in all of the chaos, but in reality God is at work. He's still uh, beautiful. He's still acting and and he can still utilize um, our very lives to his glory um, and to encourage and and, and to help others move forward. So I hope you have a great day. Thanks, Chris, for joining us. Thanks, it's been Jeremy, awesome. For me. Yeah. And uh, as always, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, I'd encourage you to do that um, and, and not miss anything. Come with us on this journey and be part of our community. And, um, and of course, you know, feel free to share it. Uh, thank you to anybody who's shared the, the, the podcast with others. Um, because I think it's in that that we can, I guess, spread encouragement. So please do that. Feel free to do that. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye.